You're listening to Grounded, a podcast by the Oregon Department of Energy. Hello, and welcome, Grounded listeners. I'm your host, Erica Hirsch, and on this episode of Grounded, we sit down with the Oregon Global Warming Commission Chair, Kathy McDonald, and Odo's own senior climate policy analyst, Zach Baker. The commission recently published three very important reports, and I've been eager to learn more and get them out to share with you. Let's listen. So welcome, Kathy and Zach. I'm so excited to have you both on Grounded with me. Can you introduce yourselves and your role with the Oregon Global Warming Commission and Odo? You bet. Uh, My name is Catherine McDonald. I'm the chair of the Oregon Global Warming Commission. Pleased to be here. And my name is Zach Baker. I'm the senior climate policy analyst with the Oregon Department of Energy, and thanks for having us. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. So let's jump right in. The main reason why I asked you both here today are for several reports that were just issued uh, in 2023, um, and I would like to talk about those. There, We can easily find them, and we'll let pe- folks know where to find those um, as we get going. But if you could just introduce those, what the reports are, um, and why why they came to be, who requested them, why do we do this? Absolutely. Um, the commission is uh, tasked uh, with providing a biennial report to the legislature. And um, so that is one of the three reports. And in that report, we typically uh, report on Oregon's pro- progress towards meeting our greenhouse gas emission reduction goals. And um, describe some of the impacts of climate change on uh, Oregon's different business sectors. Uh, and then we also include uh, often some recommendations for oh, actions. Nice. Okay. Uh, this year um, and the last couple of years, the commission has been working really hard in partnership with the Oregon Department of Energy on two additional reports uh, that are focused on helping us chart the path forward uh, in our um, climate action and really looking at what are the what are the predicted benefits of the policies mm-hmm. that have already been adopted and then what additional steps can we take in order to uh, expand and and uh, accelerate progress towards uh, reducing greenhouse gas emissions and so those two that that effort is captured in two reports a technical report and then our roadmap to 2030. Uh, and we're really excited to have all of those pieces, uh, all of those reports done and, and available to decision makers for um, helping to inform actions in the state of Oregon. What are the, the titles of those two reports? The Oregon Climate Action Roadmap to 2030 and the TIGGER Project Report. TIGGER, what does TIGGER stand for? TIGGER stands for the Transformational Integrated Greenhouse Gas Emission Reduction Project. And it was a a effort uh, that the Global Warming Commission did um, with a consultant to basically put together a detailed forecast of emission reductions for the state. And it showed that with the state's existing climate programs, uh, many of which were put into place recently that we could meet the 2035 executive order goal to reduce our emissions, um, assuming that there's adequate staffing and necessary resources for implementation for those programs. But also the 
commission recognized that the climate science is saying we need to go further and faster. So the commission also analyzed um, with the help of the consultants moving up the 2035 goal that we have to uh, achieve it in 2030 and identified 35 additional actions to get yeah. us to there and then found that implementing those would result in net, net economic and health benefits of over $120 billion over time and create thousands of jobs. So that's all, all of that underlying technical analysis is part of the Tigger project report. Wow, that's some impressive stuff. You know, the first thing that pops in my mind hearing these and this, you know, this doesn't sound like like fluff sort of reports. Do other states do this or how is this in compare comparison to what other states are doing? Yeah, there are a number of states that are actively engaged in planning for greenhouse gas emission reduction uh, and increased sequestration in natural and working lands. And uh, in particular, the uh, 25 states that are part of the U.S. Climate Alliance have been very active yeah. in that work. And that includes uh, our neighbors to the north and south, south, as well as um, a number of other states across the country. Wonderful. Do you share these reports with that alliance? We do. And and, and actually, the U.S. Climate Alliance helped fund this project. Wonderful. Um, so they are definitely interested in seeing the results and, and sharing that with other states. Very cool. I was just going to add that um, one of the recommendations that came out of the roadmap work was to um, update our state's greenhouse gas emission reduction goals to uh, be more in line with our West Coast neighbors, um, with Washington and California. And so uh, the Global Warming Commission recommended uh, the accelerated goal in 2030 of 45 percent below 1990 levels. Um, and then uh, establishing a 2040 goal of 70 percent below 1990 levels and then a uh, 2050 goal of 95 percent below 1990 levels, which again would bring us um, much more in line with our West Coast neighbors. Wow. So being in the thick of this information and formatting it and getting it all straight and getting it, you know, packaged to where it can be shared with partners and Oregonians and the government. Uh, what does that feel like? Does it, does it feel a little overwhelming? You know, you're, you, you're setting these, these lofty goals that have been recommended to you. And then you have, you know, it's almost like don't shoot the messenger or is it, do you feel really excited to be the messenger? That's, that's a big, big deal. I think the commission uh, really appreciates being able to synthesize information that, Wonderful. that yeah. uh, a, a number of state agencies are putting together, uh, in, including the Department of Energy, but also DEQ and many, many others. Uh, and we are kind of a an opportunity to kind of synthesize and then provide that information out to Oregonians and uh, including our decision makers and policy makers. So, uh, I I was very energized by the process mm. and was glad that we were able to demonstrate the progress that Oregon has made uh, through executive action, uh, agency action, and uh, and the legislative action. So I I was very energized by that, and I think the commission was as well. 
Uh, so we uh, we do appreciate the role that we have to bring uh, this information to Oregonians. Love that. All right, let's uh, let's kind of hop forward. So I've got a big question here. <laughs> How is climate change affecting energy in Oregon? How is it not right? Um, so maybe we can we can get a little more specific as in what are some of the climate hazards facing Oregon's energy systems, some of those main ones that have, that are covered in these reports. Sure, I can take that. Um, there are a number of climate hazards, uh, including shifting precipitation patterns, wildfires, uh, rising sea levels, increasing frequency and intensity of extreme weather events, such as heat waves, yeah. uh, downpours and droughts. And so these climate hazards can, uh, in terms of the energy system, damage and degrade critical infrastructure, interrupt planning processes. Um, for example, changing precipitation patterns can shift when hydropower is available. Wildfires and flooding um, from heavy precipitation can cause landslides, damage power lines, substations, and uh, furthermore, can generally make it harder to um, provide the power that Oregonians need during different seasons. So when uh, there are hotter summer temperatures, and can increase the need for air conditioning. And thinking about the importance of uh, ensuring that folks who are the most vulnerable have access to uh, air conditioning and can, yeah. um, you know, have the resources to be able to um, be resilient in the face of uh, climate impacts is really important for uh, the state to be thinking about and uh, considering. And so the Oregon Department of Energy is actually working on a more comprehensive vulnerability assessment of our energy infrastructure and system to figure out how to make recommendations uh, to move forward for a more resilient energy system uh, in the future. That's good to hear. Okay, yeah, so this is something I'm interested in too, and I'm sure there's a, um, a variety of, of ways that you guys get the information for the reports, but how does Oregon um, get the climate change information? How do you guys access that? Is it different government agencies? Is it the Alliance, like you said, uh, um, activist uh, partners? That that's That's a lot of information. How is it done? Yeah, in order to develop the report, uh, especially the biennial report to the legislature, the commission relies on assistance from the Oregon Department of Energy uh, and a lot of the great information uh, that the department collects. Our core emissions uh, tracking is developed by the Department of Environmental Quality. So that's another really important source of information and they do a great job of uh, pulling together the emissions information that the commission uses in our biennial report. And we also rely quite a bit on the o Oregon Climate Change Research Institute at OSU uh, to help us understand the impacts of climate change uh, to Oregon and uh, the different sectors in Oregon that um, are are impacted by climate change. Uh, beyond that, we do our own research. We look at what's available at the national level and uh, from neighboring states and, and elsewhere. Uh, we rely on other input from 
and a wide range of agencies uh, at the state level as well to uh, inform our report. Love that. Lots of different sources. So yeah, so the, these reports are done. Uh, they are available. What next? Uh, how do you think or how do you know policymakers are integrating this information into the planning, management, design? You know, there's a lot of those by by this state, by this state. How is it happening? The um, We've been very fortunate that uh, a lot of the ideas that the commission has uh, adopted over the last couple of years have been picked up by the legislature and uh, by the executive branch uh, and, and put forward uh, to help uh, Oregon um, make the changes we need to make to reduce emissions and increase sequestration in natural and working lands. Uh, so we provide that information. Uh, we are called upon to uh, provide informational uh, sessions to legislative committees to help inform right. adoption yeah. of, of policies and, and, and to help shape those. So we've been um, really fortunate to have some great follow through um, on uh, the recommendations that the commission has made. Another exciting part um, that folks might be interested in is that there is a lot of federal money coming from the Inflation Reduction Act that was passed recently for climate and clean energy work. And so uh, the state recently got a grant through the Climate Pollution Reduction Grant Program to continue to do more climate planning. And as part of that work, uh, it will help move many of the roadmap recommendations forward. Um, there were recommendations to continue to do further engagement uh, on some of the actions that were identified to help support existing programs. And so the state will be working over the next year or so to develop uh, a plan as part of that grant that can then hopefully help unlock uh, $4.6 billion in competitive funding through that program to help implement uh, these climate policies and programs on the ground here in Oregon. Uh, we would be competing with all of the other states, um, but the idea is that uh, we would be able to do our planning and put our best foot forward and hopefully uh, bring some of those federal dollars into Oregon to help move the recommendations forward. That is amazing. Where would we find these reports? The reports are on the Oregon Global Warming Commission website. Uh, the URL is keeporegoncool.org. Great URL. <laughs> and I'll, I'll include those uh, in the show notes. So I just wanted to make sure, I wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> That's a great URL. Um, is there anything else you'd like to leave folks with? This is big news. This is, you know, and it's just so exciting for me. I get to be in the atmosphere of, you know, watching you guys work and getting to see some of this stuff. But now that it's out, it's accessible to everyone. There's there's marching orders. What would you like to leave people with? Could be a scary topic. And it, it feels like this can make it not so scary. One thing I guess I'd love to have all Oregonians be aware of is the commission is very interested in hearing from the public about the programs and the recommendations that we're making. We have both opportunities for written comments in advance of all of our commission meetings. Uh, and we have time in all of our commission meetings for additional uh, public testimony. So it's really important. We want to engage folks in the, in the work that we're doing, hear what Oregonians are thinking about, and uh, build that into how we're uh, helping um, 
synthesize and, and shape our recommendations going forward. Great ways to get involved. I'll include that in, um, in all of the notes as well for everybody. Well, you guys are always a pleasure. Uh, we definitely love hearing what's what's coming down, what you guys are working on and um, getting to support you. The only other thing I was going to say to yeah. kind of add on to what Zach said was, you know, in addition to the great work that the state will be able to do through this new funding uh, option for planning um, and the work that'll do to kind of deepen the recommendations that we made in the roadmap. <clears throat> we also, um, the commission, uh, is currently building out a work plan for the coming year. Uh, and we will be uh, working with a lot of the agencies who are advancing programs to, to check in with them, to see how those programs are going, what if anything we could be recommending to help bolster their efforts uh, and advance the work that they're doing to make sure the public is aware of what's happening uh, and how they can be engaged, uh, and uh, then you know, helping us think about what next steps the commission might want to take in terms of of our work going forward. So, uh, an opportunity to um, get engaged and to help shape our work plan will be part of the discussion at our upcoming meeting that will be in early August. Nice. I'll include that information as well. That's exciting to hear. Um, yeah, it, thank you again, both of you, for your time. Um, I'll leave uh, listeners with a lot of uh, uh, more information to explore, and we will keep watching your work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great to see you. Thanks, Zach. Thank you. Well, that's all for us today. I hope you're ready to dive into these reports and enjoy visiting with Kathy and Zach as much as I did. Definitely check out the commission's website at keeporgancool.org. The reports are posted there and you can also learn more about their work and how to attend public meetings. Please be sure to stop by the energyinfo.oregon.gov blog for those links that were mentioned during the interview and fun photos. Thank you for joining me and as always, stay grounded.